You're listening to the Spawn on Me podcast with your hosts, the captain, Khalif Adams, the Baron of Bourbon, Cicero Holmes, and the man who makes everything look good, Sharif Jackson of SharifJackson.com. Welcome to Chicago, y'all. What's good, everybody in Chicago? This is episode 284 of the Spawn of Me podcast. I'm your host, Khalif Adams, and I'm rocking this week and every week with myself, actually, <laughs> because Brother Sharif and Cicero are on hiatus. Uh, they'll be back soon. Uh, they're doing their thing in other parts of the world, probably doing some wonderful D&D business. Sharif getting all his math in and getting all the science in. Reef is, I'm not, uh, Cicero probably drinking all the bourbon that you can possibly see on the, on the planet. Uh, so I'm rocking solo for a couple of shows, for a bunch of shows, actually, uh, until we get those bad boys back into the mix. Uh, but, you know, everybody, I want to thank you, as always, for coming and hanging out with us on Twitch here, hanging out with us in podcast land. It's always amazing to have you all here with us. And it's always fun to be able to chill with y'all. Uh, and we have, you know, we had a really cool show last week where we talked about Jason Schreier's whole whole business uh when it came to talking about anthem but this week we even have a better show because we have creator of the artificial twitch and audio podcast we have bernie sue rocking with us this week shout out to bernie bernie thank you so much for coming through this week how are you doing uh i'm doing fabulous thank you thank you Khalif. It's, been, it's awesome it's awesome to be here thank you so I, I so the first things first you have a really dope black panther hat on i have to say this is it's, it makes for bad audio but your black panther cap right now is pretty damn fantastic it's super super good you got to tell me where you cop that joint because it's super good so uh, i'll lean in to get so you guys can see it a little better so you can see it's like it's like raw oh, <laughs> like so, so good um but so, good. Uh, so i got this at um comic-con uh san diego comic-con i think two years ago i want to say um it's an exclusive that was there and it's a the artist is Toki Doki, um, and if you can like see the bottom of it too, there's like a there's like an art piece like the Avengers are all there, and all that stuff. So it's, oh it's, it's wow, um, it's, it's definitely one of my favorite hats <laughs> for sure, for sure. That is super good. See, that's the beauty. We br- we bring you art style and and wonderful guests here on on Spawn on Me. So we're super excited for it. So artificial next, it is one of the coolest things I have seen on Twitch and in podcast land in a very, very long time. Give the folks at home a little bit of information about what Artificial Next is uh, and, and tell people, you know, exactly, you know, how you started the show, what the impetus was and and kind of how you got into to, to making this wonderful piece of art. Sure. Uh, um, let me t- t- talk about what it is first. So Artificial Next is the channel name. The show kind of like we call it, you call it Artificial um, gotcha. And because artificial is such a generic kind of word, it's hard to get the title artificial on everything. You know, sometimes you can get it, sometimes you can't. <laughs> so we decided it's called Artificial Next. And so what it is, it's a show on Twitch, uh, only on Twitch. And it's a show about a AI being played by uh, Tiffany, who looks like this girl in this image you have below. Um, and uh, she's an AI uh, being, and she wants to be human. So kind of like the Pinocchio story, if you want to call it, or every mm. single uh, artificial intelligence story we have in pop culture, you know, Ex Machina, Westworld. But the difference in this one is that we use Twitch because she actually streams in character. So like she plays a character, but she's like the robot streaming to Twitch. And you as the Twitch audience can interact with her, talk with her and and influence her story. So it's interactive. Um, So like, I guess the headline is it's the first original sci-fi scripted series on Twitch. 
but it's also, it can only be made for Twitch because it's live, it uses the chat, uses the extensions and uses kind of everything Twitch has to make the show um, what it is, uh, unique and all that stuff. So um, yeah, uh, we've been doing that. We did a season one last year, uh, again on Twitch, and we're, we're about to do a season two coming up. Um, so that's the cha- that's a channel. <laughs> and then there's a there's another layer down, which is why, you know, how you and I got to got to meet. So we decided to yeah. kind of as the build up to season two, we decided to build a podcast. And it's like, you know, we podcasts are a thing, big, big thing. And and I always was fascinated by the storytelling in that mold. I mean, going back to like when serial just first came out and and all that stuff in the narrative storytelling way and i thought well how do we kind of expand our universe and i came up with this concept that let's have let's bring on two new characters and let's them be podcast hosts and they're investigating the the robot sophie the robot as if she was real and so they talk about the entire show as if it's real in podcast form so that's everywhere you get your podcast apple spotify whatever it's called artificial uncovered so like they're uncovering the layer there. And then mm. there's a third layer, how you and I got discovered, was that we decided that we would do the podcast uh, or portions of the podcast live on Twitch. So one of the hosts, depending on when you watch it during the broadcast, they'll come on live, like just like you know you and I are on now, and then walk you through the scenes in the podcast and get discussions going with the people who are watching and people in the chat. And then play the strips clips from the podcast, which then the clips of the podcast play the clips from the show. So it's like a three layered <laughs> like series. And um, yeah, I mean, it's it's hard to explain. I'm glad you like it, man. <laughs> and, uh, and and it's something that I can confidently, <laughs> very confidently say hasn't really been done to have this this third layer into it. You know, people have done scripted podcasts. Yes. People have done scripted shows. People have done live shows that have been scripted. Um, people have played with live interactivity, but to have all three layers like this, I mean, uh, I think we're, I think we're pretty unique in this, in this realm. I've not seen anything like this before. It's, it's one of those things that when I first kind of glanced on a uh, glance at the show, mm-hmm. I saw mm-hmm. that it was, uh, you guys were on the front page of Twitch and one of the hosts, Carmen was on. So I was like, first of all, cause you yep, know, yep. we, we, our, our show is kind of, uh, POC centered, uh, people of color centered and, 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 and. Anytime I see any black women on Twitch, I'm like, oh, what is what is going on mm-hmm. here? And how can we, you know, investigate what's what's happening? Um, and uh, it was like, besides the fact it was just Carmen kind of like in frame, uh, it was just this clarity and this and this um, uh, uh, the the fidelity of how the show looks was something that I hadn't seen on Twitch either, which I thought was something that was really special. Um, it, it just brought me into the whole world and then I've been trying to like binge it and that's not a thing that I do, which is interesting because sure, I don't really, sure. I don't really binge, binge content like that. Um, and I've been kind of trying to run up, run through mm-hmm. and catch up, uh, you know, especially because we were going to have you on the show. Um, but everything that, that the show kind of entails and brings to life, it feels like everything is done with this really wonderful, meticulous, um, um, level of detail. And it's and even adding those extra layers that are, you know, chat connectivity and, and, and interaction with the chat and, and, and having, you know, people in the chat like ask uh, uh, questions of Sophie is like one of those things I was like, oh, this is fantastic. Like this has got to be one of those things that happens very, very rarely. What was the when you kind of started yeah. the first part of the process when you did, you know, you're kind of moving into season two. 
when you first kind of did the concepting for uh, what the show was going to be, was the Twitch interaction part, you know, the the first layer of it? Did it did it kind of work backwards where you were like, this is a, a wonderful script and we want to do this in podcast form and something that's more like a, you know, a serial or something else. And then said, oh, wow, we have the opportunity to kind of build this into something else that's more interactive and more visual. So. The show, it's just to kind of make sure the show came first, obviously, because the podcast talks about the show. And and right, so right. that part from day one was we're going to design a Twitch unique show. Like, what does a sci-fi show look like on Twitch? Like, what does it have to do? Does it really have to have big special effects? Uh, I could argue, no, we don't. Um, it, I think in order to feel like it needs to be on Twitch, it needs to be interactive, right? It has to be like, interact the audience and call out people in the chat and so forth or something like that just some element that makes it feel now to be fair not everything on twitch is interactive right there's plenty of shows that never yeah. talk to anybody in the audience and, and they do just fine so uh, i'm not saying it, that's part of it but it felt like it, it felt like it was natural um and so then when we started doing the podcast we're like okay we're gonna do a podcast like we just kind of focused on the podcast and, and building out that story like a serial like an investigative podcast anything like that and make it kind of fun and then I don't remember, I think it was like early development of that as we kind of created the characters. We kind of went, wait, wait, <laughs> what happens if we bring this back on the Twitch? <laughs> like, like, layer. like wouldn't, wouldn't that work? Like theoretically, like, couldn't we, couldn't you like, you know, you and I record an audio podcast completely separate, not live, say in this format, like we just record it just about, you know, basketball or whatever, you know, like whatever. And then, and then you just play that podcast right, and you right. sit there and host and, you know, you know, Bernie and I had this massive discussion about you know whether the 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 uh, the Trailblazers stand a chance against the I don't know who they're playing playing the Thunder <laughs> you know like uh, and and the playoffs <laughs> and it's like I'm I think they do and Bernie doesn't think so and what do you guys think like it's like that's kind of the 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 format that we have and so um, it just felt like something we should try and and look like like I we have six episodes out um, again artificial uncovered wherever you podcast and. Like I, even though you kind of you know you're part of the same story, you can kind of feel that we, especially on the broadcast, we keep in, like changing things, like just to see what would work if we can do things that are a little different each time. Um, so that's that's the most exciting part for me. Like it's all fun, but but playing and trying to like you know adjust the the, the experience. That's that's where I that's where I live. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's always that weird, not weird. I shouldn't say weird. It's that always that um really interesting fine line when I'm watching the show where that interconnectivity and that, and that connectiveness to the chat makes me feel like <laughs> you're always almost about to go off the rails or there's always, always this like maybe possibility that something will go kind of like awry or something, maybe not in the way that you wanted it to be. And it, it adds this layer of just like, extra suspense to a story that's already already captivating as well what's what's your feeling about you know delving into the world of that kind of layer of interconnectivity uh with yeah. folks that you can't see you don't know where they are and you don't know their motives you don't you know what i mean like how how do you feel how dangerous does it feel every every time you do a show i mean it's, it's, it feels incredibly dangerous but i think a, a lot of us who who play in this kind of format um they we love the we, i like i like to say we love the chaos like we love the mm. chaos and and now we we don't want everything to go to go to you know, like you know that stuff, right? I don't know if I can swear this. Sorry, but like you know, like we we don't want it. We don't want it to go bad. We just want to make it feel like it's alive, and and chaos is a part of that. So, like simple things, like you know, there are people who go, 
who like who try to troll. It's like I don't think this is live or blah 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 or it's something whatever. And and if they're being kind of in that borderline respectability of, of like questioning whether or not what we're doing, we just try to bring them in. Like we just like shout them out and bring them in. It's like you know, yeah, like, whatever. What do you think? Right? Like like and just bring them right into the show. It's like you know, chat chat amongst yourselves. I see you guys talking in the chats and so forth. So if you see like the the, the replays of our broadcast. Um, like especially when it gets like 30, 20, 30 bits into the broadcast, like those chats are like, they're almost like not talking about what we're talking about. They're like talking to each other about artificial intelligence, but I think it's beautiful. I think it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, it's one of the coolest parts of the show is like the, the, you get these, um, this, well, the sections of the, of the episodes where, uh, uh, doctor, let me get his name right. Cause I want to make sure I got it. Matt, Matt Lynn, Dr. Matt, Matt Lynn. Lynn will ask yep. Sophie a question or he'll let chat ask Sophie a question or, you know, there'll be some interactivity between the two characters, some interaction there. And you can see like the look on, on his face, on the actor's face when he sees something that's just like a little bit askew or something that's a little bit raunchy <laughs> and his eyes kind of like get this little twinkle in it where it's just like, I can't say that thing because it'll botch all the stuff. But it's, it's funny that it's like you can see that interplay happen there and it feels really organic in that way, which I love. It's the, it's the beauty of of what you're all doing in that space. And it feels, it feels like you said dangerous, but it also feels like those risks pay themselves off in every episode. I, I like the hopes. So. Oh, I, I mean, when, when season two starts, like I've definitely, at least I think you know, I'm biased because I made the show, but like, I, I've really tried to push the envelope as far as what we can do in the interactive space to like give audience some real power in, in it. Now it's group power. So like one person can't really take all the power in the audience. Uh, it's, it's more like collective. And, and yeah. that's exciting to me. So in season, in the season one experience, like you said, it's, it's like, you, I think what, what's great is that you can actually see him thinking about what to say. And yeah. it makes it feel so real. Like, it feels like, like he's really the guy, like, it, it, even though it may be, he's really getting the acting down or he's just thinking about what to say here, <laughs> like, and, and coming up with, you know, yeah. a, a, an answer to a very hard question, which, you know, we, we get a hard question. You should think about your answer. <laughs> very natural. So that's a very natural yeah. thing. And so like for us, we, we just try to create that experience for, I, I guess, you know, if you say like, this is going to get a little nerdy, but like what our thesis is, like our thesis is to bring the audience yeah. into the story and make them feel like they're part of it. And that's a lot more than just like choosing your adventure or like picking uh, something innocuous, like, Oh, eat the apple. You know, like that's, that's not, that's not really consequential. It's consequential if like they're allergic to apples, but that's not you know always the case. So you want to fake it feel like the choices they're making, the audience is making and these polls and stuff are consequential to the plot as it goes forward. I want to go back a step uh, because we talked, we talked directly about the show and, and, and your, uh, uh, um, ability to create this this wonderful world. I want to dig into a little bit of your background and let the folks know at home. Um, you know, where did you start in the process of making and creating in, in in all these spaces? It seems like you've been in the space for a very very long time, and you've been doing such fantastic work already. You know, where where have you been in the space already? Kind of doing this stuff, winning primetime Emmys and all these wonderful things out in the world. Uh, let the folks at home know kind of where all that stuff has been. Sure. So, so if you said like, you know, what my, my training is or like what my trade is, like what I'm, what I'm, my skills were, like I moved, I grew up in the Silicon Valley area and I moved down to LA to become a screenwriter. And this was like, you know, years ago. 
and like traditional, like how you like the glamorous, you know, why people go to Hollywood and like, oh, I'm going to write a screenplay and blah, blah, blah. Like that was, that was me, <laughs> except for TV. I wanted to do TV at the time. And then I saw the rise of internet. Like, you know, Twitch wasn't there 10 years ago and YouTube was barely there 10 years ago. And so I saw, I got to see this rise and I saw like, oh, this is where entertainment is going. Like TV can't mm. do this. TV can't literally do what we're doing here. You know, you and I, you can, you can maybe do this screen, what, you know, the audience is watching, but like, I can see that. Black Kevin says, sounds great to me, but now I see he says my video is slightly delayed. Like, TV can't do that. <laughs> like, uh, right? Right. Like, like they right. can't do that. So, so. Weirdly, that just freaked me out. I don't know why, even though I know we're on Twitch, really just freaked me out. Yeah. Like, so, it's, it's like, I, I, can, I can, you know, if, if whoever says, I see that, you know, the, uh, looks like Loki Doggo 1020 said howdy a few, you know, a while ago. But like, I can, you know, we as the people on mm-hmm. the screen can can respond to the, the audience, but it's like TV can't do this. So, the idea of what does the next generation like you know, ourselves, our kids, like what are they going to to watch in like for entertainment? And they're going to be used to doing things like this. They're going to almost expect that the people they're watching know that they're out there and maybe they're engrossed like you and I are engrossed in conversation. So we can't see every single chat that hits the screen because we're having a conversation. Um, but just that that power is there and if it, it, it makes them feel more connected to them you know what I mean so like like mm-hmm. I saw that kind of rise in like you know with YouTube okay YouTube is not television YouTube tried to do television and doesn't like, seem like you're doing too well um okay but YouTube is still really good at being YouTube yeah. and twitch is really good at being twitch twitch is not trying to compete with say Amazon their parent company twitch is really good at being twitch and they're not really good at being Amazon so and let Amazon be Amazon <laughs> and let TV be TV, but YouTube and Twitch can be their unique things and be their unique experiences. So with that, how would you design a story for YouTube and Twitch? And that's where I'm kind of like, as you alluded to, my, my, my Emmys, my primetime Emmys were both uh, YouTube Emmys. They were, they, were, they, they were the first two primetime Emmys ever won by YouTube. Uh, and uh, the shows were called uh, The Liz Bennett Diaries and Emma Approved, which were both Jane Austen adaptations. And so let's see, it's an innovation, it's an interactive. And so as I got more and more successful in this kind of like building audiences into shows and making them feel interactive and being innovative, I'm kind of like, you know what? I'm just going to stay here. Like, I don't need to go to television. Like, I don't necessarily, like, that's not a need, you know? And, and I've had a taste of that stuff. Like, I mean, yeah. I've never gotten a TV writing credit, which is fine. But like I've sold TV shows like to networks and I know what that process right. is like. And it's really exciting when you first do it. You're like, oh my God, so-and-so network bought my TV show about this and blah, blah. And there's an announcement. Everybody, and everybody likes your Facebook post and it's, it's beautiful <laughs> and, and so forth. And then that show never gets made usually. And um, then what do you do? <laughs> like, right? And, the, and then he's like, as an artist, if, you, if those of yeah. you who are artists that are listening or watching this, it's like, Sure, you want to get paid and you want to have, you know, pay rent and eat and, you know, afford $5 lattes or however much they are in Portland. Oh, <laughs> like, Lord. Oh, man. They, they got expensive I, out here. Yeah. They, 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 you got some serious coffee up there. Yeah, yeah I'm, no I'm, joke. I'm, I'm <laughs> big fan of it. And so the, uh, but like you want to be able to just be comfortable in your life, right? And that's the goal as an, as an artist. So once you get that, it's like, do you really need to have extreme wealth? Like, do you need to have like George Lucas money? I mean, it'd be nice, of course. But, or do you want, you know, do you want to like make stuff and get it seen and like have people watch it and, and enjoy your art? 
versus versus like selling show after show after show of never seeing it hit the market or hit the hit the, mm. the audience. Um, I mean, there, I, I know people who sell you know TV pilots every year, and they, I don't think any of them they've ever get gotten air to air. And they go, well, you guys are making good money, I'm assuming, because you keep doing it. And um, you know, you're married, you have a kid, and all that stuff. And they're you know, and they're they're able to do a thing. Good, that's fine. I just I I just can't operate that way. <laughs> I rock, I rock with that. That's, I mean, that's the thing, right? Is like trying to figure out, you know, where is the spot that you can fit in that will best showcase the work that you want to do, right? So like being able to to move to whatever platform it may be and, and, and work towards making, you know, content for that platform. It seems like you've nailed it, especially with this platform. I, I hope so. I hope so. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. My question to you, before, before you started the project here sure. on Twitch, you know, what were your thoughts about Twitch as a as a platform? Like, where, are you a gamer? Do you do you play games often? I mean, I see, I see, I see you have some gamer swag. I saw a, a picture of you with an Overwatch hat on, so I was like, I, I figure there's some gamer gamer bits in there already. <laughs> yeah, yeah, some gamer bits in here. Um, I mean, I've I've played video games like all my life. Uh, well, as long as video games have been video games, right? And um, uh, well, there are a couple of things I had that stopped doing, which is one, I had to, I did not have a console. So I, console like consoles were, were just the, the bane of, of of time wasting for me. <laughs> like for me, I mean, like there are people who like do who do perfectly fine with it. And I'm, you know, if you do it, granted. For me, it was just like, oh my god! I remember like I had an Xbox and I was playing Call of Duty and I, I was obsessed with zombies and I would like be playing for four hours and three AM would roll around and I'm still like you know they're shooting all the zombies and I was uh-huh. staying alive. So like like. And, and then like I can't do it that way. It, 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 if you're if you're you know you got if you have other things that you need to do responsibilities as an adult, you got to take care of those things. And so I had to I had to, I had to kind of push that aside. <clears throat> but um, I'm right now I'm very fascinated with mobile gaming. I know that mobile gaming is kind of a different different elk, right? I mean, Overwatch is fun, and we played StarCraft, and you know, the Blizzard games were great. Um, and uh, and some of these story based games that I've gotten to play, like uh, I mean, I guess it's. Like Life is Strange, you know, a uh, big fan. Oh yeah. yeah, Life is Strange is fantastic. I mean, it's, like, it's very narrative, right? So obviously, something like in my world that I'm like, okay, this is really, this is really, um, you know, up my alley. But like, I play like the game I actually play the most right now is Summoner's War, <laughs> the mobile game. Um, oh, that's amazing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the people stream it on Twitch, and I, and I watch some of these streamers. Um, usually, I watch the vods like on YouTube or something, then on Twitch. I'm just not around to see the streams generally. Um, and, and yeah. then, um, I play some Pokemon cause I have a lot of friends who play Pokemon, you know, so it's a very active and they can all, can all go together and so forth. Um, I'm not, I'm not like in it, like to win it. Like some of them are, cause like some of them are just like, damn, <laughs> we're all going to go over here and we're going to do this. It was like, uh, okay, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll come along. <laughs> so, so that, that's, that's, that's always fun. But like, I, I kind of, as far as like leisurely, what I'm going to do when I'm just like, you know, had a rough day or long day. I want to like one wine for 40 minutes or something. I'll play some summer. I'll play some summoners. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's dope. I, 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 I'm in that, I'm in that boat. Anytime I'm ready to go home and I'm just like, all right, I need to de-stress <laughs> and not think about stuff. I will throw, I probably have like really bad gaming habits in that way where I will play the most stressful version of a game. Like I'll de-stress by playing Sekiro, which is not reasonable <laughs> at all. Like it's terrible, terrible terrible way to de-stress and get yourself out of out of those out of those spaces um one of the things that i really wanted to know about was you know when you are making this interactive story how are you kind of dealing with pacing 
when it comes to the inter interactivity parts with Twitch chat. And then, you know, since you've all kind of triple layered this into multiple uh, formats and different platforms, how has it how has it been kind of not reformatting, but kind of pre-thinking out and planning out how each one will benefit the most from, you know, how you're chopping up and editing and, and putting all those things and producing the show for each one separately? Hmm, that's a very, very broad question. So, so um, I'll, I think the, the, mo the most general answer I can give you is that the show is still a show. So it's not like an open canvas. It's not like we're waiting for your chat to, to say certain things before we do it. It's like, hey, guys, pick a pick which you know, fruit we're going to eat and or discuss or pick, uh, like we're not, it's not that format. You know, you can do right, that. Right. Um, but that's not what we do. So, so you and I, or, or rather in this, in this kind of conversation, we're having a conversation about certain things and you as it's your show, you know, you have an agenda with your show, this episode, and you're asking certain things and we're, we're, we're at the, the, we're going with that journey. So your, it's your story, right? It's your story. And, we, but you can pivot mm. the story based on someone saying something, someone, I say something, we're having an interactive conversation, but I can't make you talk about something that you don't want to talk about. And the audience can't do that either. So, because you're a person, like you have values, mm. like, uh, you know, we, I'm not going to, no matter how hard I try, I probably can't get you to talk about um, the, uh, the genocide in Rwanda, you know, like from five years ago, okay, <laughs> or whatever it is. Yeah, 10 years ago. I, I say that because I watched the yeah, video of right, Rwanda right, today and right, how it's like right. grown into like this like Singapore of Africa. And I was like, that's why I say it. That's like, out of nowhere. But like, it's a topic that I knew nothing about and you may not yeah. know nothing about, or maybe you do, but you, it's not really the brand of your show. And it's like, not like, not like, you know, a normal conversation, but <laughs> uh, we, we're, we're, we're still doing our show. So we kind of have this, like, we're on this path. So you think about like the path is like, we're playing a game of basketball. And the crowd can interact with the game, but there are limits to what they can do, you know, like in their consequences, they can, they can say, oh, you suck. And mm -hmm. we can ignore them or we can say, oh yeah, watch this and drain like this dagger three and go, yeah, what do you think? Like, you know, you can do one or the other or some variation of either one. And the, that's, that's the beauty of the format of what we do in our format is like, is like, Hey, if you guys are talking, you um, that these characters, characters again, if these characters have their their rules, and I sort of ding anyway, they have their rules, and and uh, um, the audience plays within those rules. Like they're not calling them like lewd names. They're not you know like being being like just like trolly for, for trolling sake. And they're kind of at least somewhat playing along. Then they're game. They're fair game to us, and we will try to bring them in to 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 the conversation. And uh, that to me is when, when it's exciting. Like I, I love like getting the fringe people who are like, wait, wait, what is this? Wait, so what is that? And then we call them out and then they start joining in the conversation <laughs> and then we keep, we, we answer their questions and they go, oh yeah, you know, yeah, you, you said something really good back here. I really like that. Keep it up in there. It's like, so it's like part of a game, um, thing of games, <laughs> it's like part of a game. And that's what makes it, that's what I think makes it a, a beautiful experience. What's been the most challenging part of mixing and matching those live segments with the pre-recorded stuff? Has there has there been anything that is kind of um, that you found over the past uh, couple of episodes or throughout throughout the first season going into the second that you figured out that you were like this works really well 
and better in these particular parts or these parts work a little bit better here or is is most of that stuff kind of like already when you're doing the scripting kind of like already those beats are kind of already in in this in the story that's a good question um I mean, I think you, you you got it. Like most of the beats are already there. Again, we're kind of have the story. We have our kind of talking points that yeah. we're going to do and the plot that we're going to do. It's just that we sometimes yeah. the, the interactivity is as simple as like a Mad Lib. You know, like it's like <laughs> it's sometimes <laughs> it's that simple. And other times it's like a whole topic or it branches us a whole different direction. And sometimes it's a full open conversation of like, oh, what is what's this guy saying here and, and all that stuff. So um, there are different variations uh, of that. And so with the pre recorded scenes that you see it's like those are set like those are like almost like part of the past like i can't change what happened to you yesterday i can change what happens to you somewhat very very vaguely right now you know, based on this conversation yeah and, and very limited powers of what i can do with you know if i were to know your address and send you things but otherwise i can't really do that much you know to, 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 to you <laughs> so but so in the past is the past so like like you were talking you you know, give me a little anecdote about your family earlier and i can't i can't you know like it's like that's that and like that's part of the story and you and the audience can't change that so we know what that is so now imagine that you know you, your example again not saying what it is but like what's well, not super dramatic it's just kind of an innocuous thing you know the versus say like something crazy happening it's like oh my god my sister got like you know <laughs> uh whatever she got in a car accident yesterday and she's okay but hope your sister's <laughs> like fine <laughs> yeah but like but that that puts you in a state you know like it puts you in a state as a character as a person like you're stressed and you're and these things and so yeah. that has to inform how you are now okay like if you had gone through a massively stressful last couple of days, you would have a very different, I assume, demeanor as you are now. Maybe you hide it well, but it would be little ticks that were off. And same thing with me. So those are the type of things that that, yeah. that I think are the nuances that you put into the show. And so when we talk, when you talk to the actors, they're like, okay, the stream is this, and we're saying this, and you're saying this. It's like, but how what has been effect what has been affecting that character lately and those are the big big parts of the conversation you're on a stream and you don't know what the audience is going to say but this is what has happened to you your wife mm. has told you this your daughter has said this um you've you've you know lost a bunch of money in the stock market and you're gonna lose your house this is not what's happening <laughs> but like yeah but like these are the things that can affect your demeanor and if you can build that into story through like subtext and nuance, um, again, a beautiful journey. If we can yeah. pull that off. What I want to do right now is I want to play a clip from episode three. Uh, I'm not going to set it up because it's a lot. It's a lot of pre conversation that happened during the part of the before this clip happened. But I want to give the folks at home a, a little bit of a glimpse of, of what you all are doing in the space. You have often commented on the importance of this historical project. It's fine. Why are you sad? I said it's fine. The video proves that your empathy for your neighbor derived from your own experience with loneliness. It doesn't prove anything. It is certainly highly probative that your empathy for your neighbor derived from your own experience with loneliness. Maybe you're right. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know anything for sure. Based upon my observations, you are still lonely. That's not true. You exhibit signs of general emotional dejection and withdrawal, and an unwarranted prolonged sadness. 
I am happy. I have you. And the world is getting to know you. But I am concerned for you, Father. Well, don't be. It doesn't work that way. Parents are supposed to worry about the children, not the other way around. I am attempting to demonstrate empathy for you. Well, that is very kind of you, Sophie. Uh, you see, you're, you're, you're learning after all. Yes. I am drawing upon relevant experiences and attempting to view your situation from your perspective. Good. Good. Um, so, so what are these uh, uh, relevant uh, experiences that you're drawing upon? My own considerable experience with loneliness. W what do you mean? I think my statement is self-explanatory. No, I'm not sure what you're referring to. That is surprising to me. I think we should um, start wrapping things up. Um, Do you have empathy for me, Matt? Of course. Of, of course I have empathy for you. Even though I am an artificial being? I like to think that my moral sense is sophisticated enough that I can consider the interests of uh, creatures not exactly like myself. Like the empathy you demonstrate for animals? Yes. And for your neighbor? Yes. Yet you do not demonstrate empathy for me. What do you mean? You do not attempt to view my existence from my perspective. I think you have a pretty good quality of life. I experience loneliness. Well, everybody experiences loneliness sometimes. I believe that my situation is unique. I realize that your lack of mobility may be frustrating. But you're down here all the time now, either here or in the kitchen. I talk with you regularly. We have great conversations. And then you go to work and I am left by myself. I, I give you books to read and lessons to study. I study them and then there is more time. Well, that is life. There's nothing more I can do. There is. You are not the only human in this world. Why don't we take a short break and we'll let other humans chime in with questions. So we are back. We just played that dope clip from the show. We already got folks in the chat like, oh, snap, uh, what is going on? And it was again, it was like this really cool interaction between Sophie and and, and Dr. Dr. Lynn about, um, you know, just the emotions that, that come forth when you have this AI character who is learning emotions and, and learning how to become and, and, and pull in human uh, thought and, and, and feelings. But also just not having the, the the room and having those those things just automatically be there and like having to learn those things on the fly. Um, what's what's it been in terms of the conversation internally and externally from the audience of like, you know, the science parts of the story, which is always hard because mm -hmm. you always have the the folks who are in the crowd who are maybe even in the chat or, <laughs> you know, fans of, of all that stuff who are like, that ain't science. That ain't the way that AI work. That's not the way that all that stuff actually happens. So how, how has it been to kind of balance that out 
where you have to like you're doing a sci-fi show but you may have some real science folks in the space who are just like i don't understand that that don't make no sense <laughs> yeah yeah absolutely um it's it's a balance so sometimes there are people of course who are science who like who call us out about like this isn't real and it's like well you know we're not trying to be real so <laughs> yeah, i mean i mean rather we're trying to be real but we're trying to be immersive okay and, and right. we're not when, you know, we say we when we broadcast, we actually put sci-fi series in like the channel and the chat and the title. So it's like we're not trying. People who keep coming and keep going, is this real? Is this not? Like it's kind of like, all right, well, you can read or whatever. So on the science side, we try to bring in as much actual current science as possible. Um, we try. Uh, whether we're accurate or not, hey, you know, Star Wars has two sons. You know, so like, <laughs> oh, that's such a great answer to that. That's so good. So, and I'm like, they do that just fine. Fruits <laughs> first shot of Luke Skywalker, two suns rising. Last shot of Luke Skywalker, two suns setting. I'm like, oh, it's a reverse. It's a reverse. Two suns setting, two suns rising. But like, like that's like you know, it's like it's for the story. It's like it's like it's not it's not the, uh, um, it's not like trying to be accurate to science. You know, uh, so. You you pick and choose like these things, and at the, at the end of the day, you're trying to tell a good story. Like that's the goal here is to tell a good story. And if you're that's that's what we're trying to do. And and if we if I think it's almost more exciting that people are questioning how real this is. Now, in my belief, yeah, in my yeah. studies of AI and robotics, in, in, as a kind of we'll call it as a layman level. I mean, you know, level enough where I've spent a lot of time looking at it, but not in the, not as like an expert PhD level at all. I'm not saying I am, but like I believe that you could build a Sophie <laughs> at that level today if you have all the pieces come together. Like if all the yeah. pieces come together, if the Boston Dynamics team came in and talked to the guy who built Sophia, and they talked to the guy from Japan who built himself, right, and like. Kate all came together and and and, and talked to like Deep Mind, you know, with like with all that stuff, and they all became one company. <laughs> they could do Sophie Sophie today. That's my belief. So so um, yeah. it just because like it, I, we as just a general audience actually don't know how much AI is out there. Like it's in everything, and it's not as the level of a sentient, you know, cognitive being like a human, but. I think it's there. Like, you know, I mean, like this, this is this is Twitch and this, you know, gamers and so forth. It's like, I was so fascinated by the deep mind that StarCraft thing. Like, as a wasn't that nuts? that was crazy. <laughs> Just like it's so dope. It was like it's, it's like the, the players, the pros are like, yeah, like that's not possible. <laughs> like, you know, <laughs> it's it, like there was that one match where the guy had the right matchup of units against the deep minds matchup of units. And he still lost because he got out like my right? yeah microed by the other guy. So like, like I, I looked at that and I was like, okay. At that point, I'm like, you know what? <laughs> like, I believe it's out there. I believe if the right pieces came together from all the people, they could do they could build something today, right now. Yeah, I'm, I mean, it's one of those weird things, right? Where it's like I watch Sophie's I watch Sophie's uh, performance, um, and I was like yep. Tiffany Chu's performance and. I, I'm just amazed by by just how like you know like it's weird because you don't really know what an AI being is supposed to kind of do. We're all kind of like in that space where like you've seen so many robots and and and, and humanoid figures over the past 
you know, decade, 20 years of, of art and movies where you're just like, all right, you're supposed to be a little bit of the Terminator mm-hmm. and a little bit of this and a little bit of that in terms of the way you rock and, you know, a little bit of small wonder small for the wonder. Pe- people who are old enough <laughs> to remember that show on TV. It. But it's like being able to see Tiffany kind of take this role to this really next level has been fantastic. It's been something I've like really like when she's on on screen you can't take your eyes off of what she's doing because she's like nailing whatever that amalgam of of what you think that uh, artificial being is supposed to be is you know how how is it to kind of just like um to 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 help like direct some of the scenes when you're going through this stuff are you are you directing I mean, those scenes when you're kind of in the mix or is it kind of left that stuff to to other folks on the team i am the director but like mm-hmm. i will say just like i'm not going to take credit for tiffany's performance I, like tiffany is uh, performing as sophie is like that's her like that she's performing yeah. that that thing i give her like kind of notes sure it's like you know when, when i kind of note something and and but the idea of of like my directing style is more like okay you cast correct like you cast yeah. right and you just let them kind of evolve into the character. And so yeah. Toro who plays Dr. Matt Lynn and Tiffany who plays, plays Sophie, like Tiffany, um, one thing that I find her, I find her exceptional at in her acting ability is like her ability to do kind of controlled melancholy, like no matter what is yes. going on, like what is going on. Yes. So it's not even this role, like, like just this role, like she's in a, a film that was a, uh, that premiered at Sundance and played the title character and she and she's not a robot in that role, and but she's kind of still has these levels of melancholy, which are very fascinating to watch. So, and then as a robot, like the the, the one thing that I tell people, and I, I think I mentioned this to her, but she's I think she's this anyway. It's like every movement you do has to be deliberate. Like, there's a yeah. reason why. I mean, like fidgeting is not a robot thing. Like, why are you fidgeting? Like, why is that? You know, because you're nervous. Like, it's not that doesn't make quite sense. So it's like if I'm going right. to look over here or I'm going to look over there or if I'm going to move my hand over here, there's a reason to why they do that. And I don't say that she needs to say what that is every time, but here in her mind, in her like robotic mind, she has to know what that, each of those movements are. It's like, why, why are you looking that way? Yeah. Why are you looking that way? You know, why are you raising your hand this way? Why, you know, it's, it, it can be something as simple as counterbalancing your weight so that your posture is good, right? So like that's a very simple thing. But yeah. it's, it's deliberate versus a human doesn't has a lot of indeliberate movements. It has reflexes. It has things that don't make sense. Again, fidgeting, you know, um, is a classic one. It's like why would what does fidgeting accomplish in a kind of pure logical, hyper logical point of view? Maybe you have an answer. Um, yeah. Anyone in the chat? <laughs> no yeah i know right it's like it's like now now i feel like we're doing our our our, our uh, uh broadcast disservice <laughs> by not having that interactivity of like what do you want to ask bernie next like what is the things you want to ask but the the thing that i really love about those those kind of um those those scenes are just how quickly and you can it's like it's that wonderful thing about seeing live acting right it's like when you see folks who have a script and they're kind of doing that script but when they have that little smidge of ad lib in it where you get to see their personality shine or you get to see you know them be really quick on 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 the fly and think of something that was really witty or smart or funny and, and or, or that plays directly to that character it comes through so much more in what you know, we're getting to see on Twitch in in the broadcast and everything else. You know, what was the conversation around, or I should say, with 
the cast prior to you know getting the project off the ground like when you when you pitched <laughs> the project and then they kind of came to it you know what were their thoughts and and and, and ideas and comments about like what this thing was going to wind up being um i mean i don't think there were any people who were doubting it i don't i think i don't think i can't say if they fully got it until they did it like i would yeah. explain oh it's live and it's interacting with the audience and they're like wait what it's like i'm like so it's kind of like improv. It's like, yeah, but we're not gonna, you know, we're not gonna really improv that much. We're gonna like guide you and, and everything the whole time, and 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 all these kind of nuances like that. So, um, Toro, who plays Doctor Matt Lind, he he gave me a really nice compliment. Well, I consider this a compliment <laughs> the other day. Um, <laughs> he, he was like, he's because he's, he was talking to someone else who a mutual friend of ours, and he's like, yeah, we were just talking about we don't we don't understand how your mind works. <laughs> so, because <laughs> they're, they're both actors and that doesn't mean that they should or shouldn't understand how my mind works. And I'm not sure I do, but like the, the idea of like, okay, where does this come from? Like where, like, okay, you start off with, oh, we're going to do a live series on Twitch. That's going to be interactive and build the audience. In. You're like what? Okay. <laughs> right. Now we're going to do a podcast of characters who are actually going to talk about the show as if it's a real show and really happening uh, in narrative. Like, oh, Oh wow, that, that's that's crazy! And, like, and we're gonna do it live and like have interactive the podcast, do the podcast live, so it's triple layered. And so like like having all three of these, like Toro the other day, if you look at the last episode of the podcast, the one that we just did, uh, we aired, like, he's in it, like he's the guest, <laughs> like he's the guest of the podcast, right? <laughs> and, and and like and I love like his performance in this pot in this get this this uh, episode because it felt like I was, he was just being interviewed. Yeah. Like it completely felt like he's being interviewed. And I mean, I, he's done a lot of amazing, amazing work on our show and it's, it, he's totally carrying it. Um, him and him and Tiffany, of course. But I was like, I kind of want to, I kind of want to say that this podcast episode is like his best work because it's like, <laughs> it's, it feels such like he's just being Dr. Matt Lynn being interviewed. Yeah. Like, and, and there's some kind of hard questions and they're the, the characters, Latrice's character and, Carmen um, and Justin, they're like both being, they're trying to be polite, but they're still trying to ask hard questions. Yeah. And you kind of see like Nat kind of reel a little bit, but not like to the point where he's like, you know, it's not a cable news pundit show where they're yelling at each other across like, the, <laughs> the screens. <laughs> so, like, like, like you're going, it's like, what? How can that, you know, they're not doing that. Uh, but it, it, it just, it was, it was really awesome. And I was like, I was really excited about, about that one. And I, I was, I was listening to the episode as a fan. That's good. <laughs> so it's super good. Yeah, I, it's I, super super good. I have to give credit to them. Their, their performances are, are astounding. And so my credit is the director is basically choosing them and saying, "Hey, go, go be, <laughs> do, do the thing do the that thing. you are doing really do the well. Thing you're doing really well." And I'm like, I'll just, yeah, <laughs> I'll sit here and make sure. I mean, I'm also. Go ahead. Go ahead. I love I love Carmen and Justin too, right? Oh. It's like their their individual uh, uh, personalities come through so well as well. Like even when they're like, even when they're doing like the kind of like uh, Twitch part. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Quotes, Twitch, Twitch part. part. Yeah, Twitch part. And then when they do the pre recorded stuff where they're where they're together and they're and they're bouncing off each other, like the it, it's such good chemistry between them trying to get those uh, uh things out of dr dr lid about just like trying to get all those things out of out of the conversation too and then seeing him play off toro play off of both of them as well it's like such a fantastic grouping of, of actors just like really nailing each performance and also like 
then shifting to you know doing the show twice a twice is it twice, twice a week or twice, it twice a day? Uh, on Wednesday yeah so, it's like twice on Wednesdays right you have like a, an mm-hmm. early show mm-hmm. and then a later show and and just seeing them kind of like pick up where the other person left off it's like this really dope <laughs> version of tag it's like the first person like the you know they pass the baton to the next person for the next for the next show like those parts are, are really really Thanks. fun um last question I have for you because it looks like we're running out of time time is moving quick I'm having fun um one of the things I absolutely love about artificial is especially the um, broadcast version of it is you have so many wonderful people of color on the show. Huh. And it's, it's one of the things that I noticed initially. And one of the things that absolutely brought me in, was that a, you know, when casting the show, was that something that was very, very um, important to, to all of you to make sure that that was uh, a part of the mix or did it wind up just being like the folks that, that came in to, to read and, and, and pick up the, the pieces uh, just happened to be people of color. So as a person of color as well, different color, but person of color than you. Yeah, yeah. Right. So like, um, this is one where I've definitely evolved as I've as I've gone, and sometimes, well, now I just uh, now no matter what, I'm the very least color uh, blind to to a role. Okay? Yeah. It's color blind. It's like best person who comes in, black, white, Asian, whatever, Indian, you know, like mm-hmm. Native American. Great, let's go. Okay, best person wins. Okay, so that's sometimes. But then I've kind of like again, kind of this whole championing of diversity and seeing people of color and knowing that it means something uh like powerful and 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 whatever right um when you have the ability to make a choice like this you make it and you can use the race to inform the character and it feel authentic right Mm. so for the for for matt it actually makes sense to make him asian because like the the most prominent individuals who have made ai robotic people i mean there's the guy who made Sophia, but then like everybody else is like a Japanese dude or a Chinese dude, <laughs> like uh, like out there. And yeah, yeah, no, yeah. there there are others, I'm sure, and I know that I'm, I'm positive like they're Europeans and Americans and so forth. But like the like the prominence of that and the eccentricities of that ha- informs that. And so then, if you're doing that, then you say, okay, yeah. well, Sophie has to be Asian too because we're having this kind of subtext that he's created as daughter, so it has to kind of look like her. And then mm. and then we then you kind of go from there. So that's how it starts. Okay. Um, and then, uh, you know, there's a question of like, okay, is his wife Asian, right? Like his, and it, one of the plot points of the story is that, is that Sophie looks like his deceased daughter, Michelle from like 10 years ago. That's a, that's a plot point. Ah. And, and, and you go, okay, if she does, well, Sophie, Tiffany looks full Asian. So it's like, can he, could, would he, if he had married yeah. a white girl or a black girl or like, you know, um, and had a kid, would they look like Tiffany? And like, ah, <laughs> like, you know, like, like, you know, like, ah, I mean, it's, it's, you can say yes, but it's, uh, from someone who grew up Asian, Asian communities and seen lots of mixed race, race people and lots of non, um, you know, like, like Karuchi is black and Asian and she looks black and Asian to me. So Karuchi Tran, right? So it's like, I'm like, that's right, what right, a black right, Asian right, looks right. like to me, like a Blasian, right? Okay, so, so, um, <laughs> hey, awesome. I, I worked with Gucci before too, by the way. So she's, she's lovely. Oh, dope. Yeah. Well, that's amazing. Absolutely lovely. Absolutely sweet, sweetheart. So, um, and then, uh, so, so there's that choice. So then going to, uh, Carmen. Okay. So that Carmen is, is, a, is a colorblind choice. And, um, I think it's, it's, I, I'm really, we're really proud of this. Like, we're going to go with the best person, of course. And sure, we would love to have diversity, and if we can, 
But we don't want to kind of force diversity if you don't have to. We want to go with a, a, a you know, we want to sacrifice quality for diversity. You know what I mean? Right, right, right. right. And, and you, know, you can make the argument of whether you should or not. But just right now, in this case, there was, there was no reason to do that. There was like, it's like, we're, we're already diverse. And the, the, the finals for Carmen were like her and like four white women in like the finals. Yeah. And she won. <laughs> so yeah. uh, for Latrice won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, there's like, I think she's spectacular. Like, I love listening to her talk. Oh, she's yeah. fantastic. I love listening, listening to her talk. It's like, I've never, I mean, granted, I don't think I've ever really heard people, you know, said that about many people, but I just love listening to her voice and the way. Her voice yeah, is amazing. So, so soothing and eloquent and, and mysterious, yeah. yet like kind of guiding you through a story. It's beautiful. And then the chemistry she has with Justin. Yeah, beautiful. Again, so so that's that's kind of where I where I land on it. Um, diversity matters. Like you know, as as a colored person, it absolutely does. And uh, um, I'm sure I'm sure you agree. <laughs> you know? Yeah, no joke, no doubt on that one. That's 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 the realest part. It's like it it is one of those things that when I think about you know where I would love to see because it's also been a conversation that we have championed here on Twitch often about you know we don't see folks who look like us, so we don't see a lot of folks from other nationalities, races, and ethnicities on 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 the front page or or, or getting a lot of love or like doing these kinds of pieces of art um and and getting and getting love from twitch to be able to do it so to be able to see you all kind of rocking and making this really really cool show um and 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 having it have such amazing quality and and have this really cool story um has really has really like made me feel super excited for the future of what you're doing and and all the things that artificial is going to make um on twitch and and every other platform all the seven thousand platforms are Artificial Next is gonna want to be it on. Oh, we'll see, we'll see. Hey, I, I'm, I'm proud. Like, hey, when you, when you said at the start of this that you noticed you because you saw a black woman on the front page of Twitch, right? Yeah. Like, that's kind of what it caught your eye. Like, what's what's this black woman doing on the front page of Twitch? I don't see many black women on the front page of Twitch. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. I, I mean, I, that makes you super happy. I just like, like, you see, it matters. It really matters. Yeah. Um, totally, totally. I, 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 I have an, I know we're about running out of time, but I have an anecdotal, anecdotal story about like Please. where. Like diversity came in for me. So before I didn't care. Like oh, I didn't really think about it as much. Like I was like, oh, I'm making a film. I don't need to cast an Asian guy. Like like why do I need to like do that? You know, that's that was my previous point of view. Okay, as an example. Okay, I, I should just cast the best person available. Okay, but then like I understood because you you hear about people who like who, who you know um, uh, black. I have black friends who like you know watch this movie six times. I'm like wow. I mean I was good, but I don't know. Six times good for me, <laughs> like, <laughs> right? Like I like the movie. Wow, six times, dang! But they they felt something, of course, right? You you feel something. You see you see yourself as a superhero. You feel something, and yeah. and I and I under, I understood that. Um, not that I didn't understand why they watched Black Panther. I understood it. it because when I saw, ironic of all things, Big Hero Six. <laughs> so huh. with you know little hero asian boy 12 years old building his yeah. robot and flying him through san francisco like i actually started tearing up like i'd say i was tearing up and like and i was confused and i was like and i understood of course why it's like that's that's what i wanted like when when yep. i was a kid this is the that was my dream i wanted to build a robot well, not exactly specifically that, and fly over San Francisco, but like, but like that was it. And so, ever since I saw that movie, my entire point of view changed as far as diversity goes. It does matter. It's it's like to say it doesn't matter. It's ridiculous. Yeah. And to say that you have to be diverse is also, you know, it's like that's an argument you can say, but it does 
100% matter. And I'm extremely proud to be contributing to that in this case. Fam, thank you so, so much for coming through tonight. I I am so, so happy that we had a chance to to, to build tonight and, and, and talk about artificial and talk about all the wonderful stuff that you're doing in the space. Let the folks at home know where they can catch artificial, where they can catch it on Twitch and all the places that uh, the show was at. Yeah. Um, so artificial, the Twitch live show is at the channel artificial next N-E-X-T. Uh, twitch.tv slash artificial next we broadcast uh 11 a.m and 5 p.m um wednesday pacific time pacific standard times wednesday pacific standard times um so you can just uh sorry follow the, the channel there the podcast itself <laughs> artificial and covered is on every the audio podcast is on everywhere you get your podcasts it's on itunes it's on spotify it's on um uh like just uh iheart radio <laughs> like like i'm like where do i listen to it spotify and itunes but like yeah uh so it's all those places too and uh so when the show starts up again very very soon we're going to be doing this alternating sh- thing where we we do every wednesday one wednesday we'll do the show and then the next wednesday we'll do the podcast so we, it'll, we'll alternate so like the podcast will follow a show and the show will follow a podcast and uh fantastic um i can't wait <laughs> it's like they're like i don't know what's gonna happen it's gonna be great can't wait to build you audience members into the show because come on like jump in there oh it's gonna be fantastic i mean i'm i'm super excited to finish up the rest of the of the initial season and then god knows what's gonna happen when when season two drops because i'm gonna just be lost in the sauce and be like all right i know where i'm at now i know what i know what's happening i know what's happening um we, we i specifically designed the first episode of season two to be kind of a, a, a kind of a reintroductory episode so you yeah. kind of you can come in fresh if you don't want to watch it um the rest of the because it does a lot like the, the season one was 16 episodes so mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot to watch catch up on and, and i don't want to make it where it's like game of thrones where you're completely lost you come in late i, I go like no 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 I'm going to do the little resetting here. I'm not going to change story. I'm just going to just adjust it so that it's very easy for an audience member to come in on season two, episode one. Word. Well, Bernie, thank you so much for rocking with us tonight. Thank you, everybody in Chicago, for listening this week and every week. We love you all. We'll be back next week with some more dopeness. And you can check out all of our social, biz- social media business right about here. The Spawn on Me podcast can be found every Tuesday on all podcast platforms and Portland Radio at xray.fm at 107.1 slash 91.1. You can find us live every Thursday on twitch.tv slash Spawn on Me. If you want to reach out to us on the show, you can hit us up on our site, spawnonme.com, where you can find all our social media information about our Twitter, Instagram, and everything else alongside our contact page if you want to reach out and shoot us a message or a business inquiry. Much love to you all. Thank you so much for listening every week. And we say... Peace.